You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings beautiful people, uh, greetings village. Thank you for joining me for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast. My name is Simon Javan Okelo. I am the host of the African Father in America podcast and uh, I am going to be joined here in a moment by one of our guests today. Uh, but as we speak, I just want to finish setting up uh, a few things on Clubhouse. Uh, in order for us to have a beautiful conversation that includes our audience members who are there. Remember that we are multi-streaming to two platforms, to uh, YouTube where we are right now, and also to, uh, you know, to Clubhouse where this show really began. You know, we began gathering on Clubhouse about two plus years ago where we we were gathering every morning sharing these african proverbs with the hopes that we are making our ancestors proud and making them smile because these proverbs are valuable uh, to our our ancestry as african people so before we continue make sure you give this video a thumbs up make sure you uh, leave us with a comment i'm going to go ahead and bring in our guest here right now so that we can continue on the conversation so bear with me as i bring on our guest here my brother uh nice to see you can you hear me okay uh very much i can hear you well excellent excellent we are live now uh we've started the show already and i just want to thank you my brother joseph kafunda for taking the time to join us for the Daily African Proverbs. This is a show that you have supported for a long time and uh, it's just wonderful to see you as a guest. For those who are meeting, my brother Joseph Kafunda, he's a, you know, he's a tour guide, he's in the tourism industry in Namibia. And Joseph, I want to take a minute to just say hi before we begin the show formally. Okay. I think Joseph Joseph is actually in Namibia. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, to try and uh, bring the the microphone closer to your mouth. I think that will make it even much more clearer. Try that. Okay, no problem. I can. I will try to. Do, it's to do perfect. That. It's perfect. <laughs> It's perfect. So just say uh, one or two things about yourself. I'll, I'll give you a proper time to introduce yourself and go deeper into the work that you do. But just say hello and then we'll begin the show properly. Uh, good afternoon or good day, everyone. I'm Joseph Kafunda. I'm from Namibia and I'm a travel and tourism curator and tour guide. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, my brother. So Joseph is a really, really hardworking brother and an incredible leader that I have worked closely with for months and months. We hosted a show together around traveling in Africa. And so we will talk about that. We will reminisce on that a little bit. But the format of the show is going to start with three nuggets of wisdom 
around today's African proverb, which is from Zimbabwe. And then from there, we will learn about a childhood story that inspires Joseph as a leader today. Uh, what is it that happened in Joseph's childhood that continues to inspire who he is today? And then we will talk about the actual work that Joseph is doing in the tourism industry. And then we will hear some of your comments and also reflections on the proverb for the day. And then after that, uh, we will uh, hear you, Joseph, just reflect on everything that our brothers and sisters have shared. And then finally, you will share with us how we can support you. What is it that you're doing currently? And where can we go in order for us to support your amazing work? So uh, I want to start with the three nuggets of wisdom. But first, uh, I have to start with the proverb for the day, which is from Zimbabwe. And it says that you cannot tell a hungry child that you gave him food yesterday. You cannot tell a hungry child that you gave him food yesterday. These are the three nuggets of wisdom related to this proverb. Now, uh, before I share these nuggets of wisdom, if you're on Clubhouse, make sure you leave us with a comment there. Share the room on Clubhouse and outside of Clubhouse. And also share this conversation on Twitter and Facebook, you know, in places like that. But if you are with us on YouTube, thank you so much. I see you and I deeply appreciate you. Make sure you leave a comment and give this video a thumbs up so that we know that, you know, you are with us. Now, the first nugget of wisdom says that let go of negative feelings associated with the past. Holding on to negative feelings can weigh us down. So it is important to try and move forward from past experiences while still learning from them. Number two, take action in the present moment. Actions taken today are more powerful than what happened in the past. Uh, and then number three, create an environment that allows you to appreciate and enjoy the present moment. Those are some of the things that this proverb uh, is teaching us. But Joseph, you know, I want you to also share with us your own thoughts in regards to this proverb. When you hear this proverb from Zimbabwe, you cannot tell a hungry child that you gave him food yesterday. What is it that comes to your mind, my brother? the proverb itself i was smiling because it reminded me of my early childhood as a child uh, this is what i used to get from my grandmother's almost every day she would tell me yesterday we eat beans so today we are also going to eat beans again so that was just a way of meaning that, that there's no food in the house so, so but at the same time as as we read the proverb is that you cannot tell an angry child that you eat yesterday it's a reality that because you ate lunch due people in the villages that they can be able not to have so it's a reality for me it's not a, a proverb as they say but it's a truth. Truth need to be told. Truth need to be spoken out. Beans at around eight o'clock in the evening. Well, she know at nine o'clock all of us will have to sleep. 
So it was just a way, a mere fact that there was no food in the house. You children, you have already eaten either lunch, you have to go to bed in an empty stomach. And the next morning when you wake up, you ask her, Grandma, what happened to the beans? She said, oh, everybody ate the beans, you are the only one who slept. So it's, it's, it's a truth, it's a truth and reality fact that is happening in Africa. And coming from Zimbabwe, we have to understand, Zimbabwe faced a lot of problems. And a lot of those problems is that they couldn't produce food as they were producing. So they are just speaking what is reality, what is a real fact at the moment happening in Zimbabwe. As a world, we need to support our brothers and sister in that beautiful country. Zimbabwe, uh, how is producing anything, nothing has been, a lot of um, Europeans and white farmers who were there, they were kicked out. So this is a mere fact, it's not just a proverb, but it's a reality and it's a fact that is affecting not only Zimbabwe, but it's affecting many countries. So we need to stand together, we need to support them, we need to create initiative in order to drive hunger out of Africa. I thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, my brother Joseph. I love that we need to create initiatives to drive hunger out of Africa. That is much related to the guest we interviewed yesterday who actually uh, is dealing with that. Is a, she's a young South African who is doing great work with many other uh, agri-businesses across Africa who are literally trying to solve this problem. So I'm really happy that you spoke uh, around that. Uh, I also just want to quickly, before we continue, recognize some of our guests and some of my team members, uh, Lavender and Stella and Steve are part of the One Vibe team. Uh, and uh, I also see Cubs, who is a great supporter of the show. And I can't wait uh, for us to continue building with you, Cubs and Brother Earth and Ejlal and Cleo, thank you for joining us. If you're on uh, YouTube, I see you, but I want to recognize you. So comment so that I know who you are, so that I can give you a little shout out real quick. Um, one of the ways you can support if you're watching this on YouTube is by giving this video a thumbs up and also leaving us with a comment uh, and you know letting us know what is it that is moving you as we continue with our conversation. Uh, my brother Joseph, I want you to go deeper and share with us, uh, you know, I know how passionate you are about Africa. I know that you've traveled to many countries across Africa, but there is something that might have happened when you are younger. And this is a question I ask all my guests, you know, what is it that happened from when you are 8 to 16 that really inspires your curiosity and your, your travel and tourism? personality uh, and, and really the life that you're living now you know uh, I always share my own story that when I was about eight years old my mother gave me a bicycle and I began distributing milk and bread in our neighborhood and how that has given me this spirit of hustling and working hard and trying things uh, and failing fast and trying new things again so I want to hear your own story of how this all began thank you so much
Yeah, there's a slight lag uh, between me and my guest. Uh, there's a, you know, because it's Namibia, there is connection challenges. Uh, and Brother Joseph is also in, uh, is at a game park. He's at a wildlife sanctuary somewhere in Namibia. So uh, he will be back soon. So for now, I just want to say thank you again to everybody who is with us on YouTube and Clubhouse. If you're on YouTube, I think you're seeing everything. You're able to see the lag and everything. And uh, I just want to bring back Joseph here. Uh, hey, Joseph. Um, did you hear my last question? I just want to make sure. Uh, no, no, no. I definitely hear the question, Simon. Okay, great, great. Uh, I was asking, there's, there's also a noise. I wonder if you're moving your, your head your your head headset right now but there's noise in the background i wonder how we can control it uh the question i was asking is um i share with many people that join me for this show uh how my whole story began when i was about eight years old and how it began with a bicycle that i was using to distribute milk and bread in my neighborhood at that young age and so I always ask my guests to share with us a similar story of what is it that happened in, you know, in, your, in your youth that continues to uh, inspire who you are as a leader today. Uh, share with us, please. Yeah, there's definitely a lag uh, in in how soon Joseph even hears what I'm asking. Uh, so I think what we will do. Uh, Simon, first yes, of yes. All, um, being a Namibian as I am today, um, I wasn't born in Namibia. I was born in Zambia. Was. Yeah, we lost you, brother Joseph. We lost you when you were speaking about the fact that you were born in Zambia and not Namibia. Can you hear me? Okay, no problem. I can continue on that. Okay, carry on. Like I said, um, I was born in Zambia during um, the colonial time of South Africa. And uh, it wasn't an easy time because Namibia was colonized by the German and colonized by the British, and then later on it was colonized by South Africa. So since 1960, uh, both my parents, my mother and my father, they went into exile. It's self-imposed exile in order to put more pressure on the South African government in order to gain independence. And it happened that there were refugees in Zambia. So I was born also in Zambia. And after I was born in Zambia, we learned to travel at the early age because we couldn't stay in one place. If you stay in one camp all the time, it might happen that the South African army come and bomb the camp or come and attack the camp in the night. So we end up traveling a lot, Nyango, Lusaka, we will come to Kitwe, we will go uh, a little bit into Angola. Until 1984, uh, Kenneth Kaunda, the first president of Zambia, decided not to continue with the refugee camp in Zambia, so 
we moved to Angola. And when we moved to Angola, I was based, we were based in Lubango. And then my bigger brother was based in Namibe, the two town. And um, one day I just decided on my own, I was about four years old, I went to hitchhike because there were trucks which were traveling uh, between the two camps. So I just hide myself in one of the trucks just to see the scenery and see how uh, Angola is. So coming back to Namibia in 1992, for me it was a milestone because someone tell me this is your country. I've never lived in. I've never really know what the country is all about. So at an early age, I start to be mobile, not to stay at one place. And I'll move from one region to the others. I'll go to school from one region to another. And uh, that is how I raised and realized my passion that it wasn't to stay mobile, but I wanted to travel. I wanted to explore. I wanted to discover. And I wanted to learn the new journeys that we all talk about. The journey begins with you, but how can you be able to do or to be part and parcel of that journey if it doesn't start with yourself? So that's how I became to travel. That is how I became to enjoy what I'm doing right now. Because as we speak, I'm in one of uh, African largest national park, uh, and I'm here just admiring the wild, wildlife, the nature, and everything. So travel it started at an early age. I think from my mother to myself, from my father to myself, we all love to travel. So that's what I can be able to share at the moment. Wonderful. Thank you, my brother. Now try to bring the earpiece, the microphone closer to your mouth again. You, you, you are now much steadier and uh, I want to uh, continue on with our conversation uh, in order for us to really, really enjoy, uh, you know, you, you have a beautiful story, my brother, and no wonder you're a documentary filmmaker too. That's another side of your life that we haven't talked about. Um, but I want to quickly give a shout out to Anne, who is joining us on YouTube and saying great advocacy. And then we have Kay Benjamin, who is also joining us on YouTube and saying the world cannot claim civilization with the presence of hungry children in the world. I think that's a comment to the proverb that we are discussing today. Uh, Brother Joseph, uh, just take us quickly through what is it that um, really you're working on currently? Because I know that you've been working on a documentary titled The Untold Stories of Africa. And you also regularly have many guests from all over the world and you take them to different parts of Namibia. But also you are a traveler. You are a, you are a, you are a, I don't know if it's appropriate to say that you're a gypsy. I, I used to hear that gypsies are people who are always traveling. <laughs> who are always traveling. But you are a nomad, you know, because today you're in Namibia, the next day you're in Benin, the next day you're in South Africa, in Kenya too. So speak to us about what it is that currently makes you really proud, something that you're working on that you want the world to know right now. Uh, thank you, Simon. You know, what you just say is a gypsy is, is the other day uh, my nephew called me and he said, Uncle, Happy New Year. And he said, are you still traveling as a gypsy? So I think the two of you had a conversation earlier about this. But, uh, but as we speak, Simon, we are working, I'm working on three projects. One of them is Untold African Story. We, we just released the first episode that we did about Namibia 
uh, last month. We did it for the European Union Film Festivals, which received a very, very good massive response. And African Untold Story as a project itself, it was about reconnecting the people back to their roots and assisting the people by understanding the cultural experiences that one can go through or where you can be able to travel to experience such a cultural uh, uh, festivals. So we came up with a documentary which involved the first uh, habitat of Namibia, which we call the Sun people or the indigenous people. When we did the Sun, the idea is to revive the way of hunting, the way of telling stories around the fire. Because we all believe in holy fire. Holy fire for us was the church, was the way of talking to our ancestors, was a way of wishing each and every one luck. So as we reconnected with African Untold Story, we did not just stop at the sun, but we went to understand the last uh, tribes that are still living in a cultural uh, manner. We call them the Himba people on the northwest of Namibia. The Himbas are really the last tribe in Namibia to keep their tradition, although we put so much pressure on them, but they maintain that balance of saying, you can understand us and respect us in a way of we are living. And modernization doesn't mean anything to us because it means more slavery and more hardship and more uh, uh, burden on them. So we wanted them to tell that story to the world. So we came up with a three episode of Untold African Story. The first one is just to show the cultural experiences that one can be able to experience or can be able to have with those local people. And then the second one, it's going to be the interview where the people will be speaking on how can we be able to assist them and contribute towards their development. Many of them will be saying, we want farmland. And then the third one, it's going to be an interview that I will interview randomly to many people that we just ask them what do they understand by the fact that cultural diversity need to be respect and need to be protected and how can we be able to be part and parcel of this goal and this initiative so that we can reunite together with our cultural differences. That is the first project. The second project as a tour operator and a tour curator, I'm currently curating some couple of tours to connect Africa by what we call the intra-Africa travel, where you can start a tour in Namibia and you end up finishing in Kenya. So together with my partners that I'm building with, we have 54 Throne, that's going to be the name of a company, because we believe that 54 countries in Africa, we can be able to become more powerful. So the idea is to start the tour in South Africa, fly to Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Tanzania, Kenya, Ethiopia, and then you can finish by there. That is just the first leg. And then you can come back in Namibia for the sec or in Africa for the second leg where you can have cultural experiences, where we talk about the Benin Voodoo Cultural Festivals, where you can only experience cultural festival. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, Joseph, have you experienced the longest train in the world between Mauritania which carry coal. I said, yes, I did it, but long time ago. But how is it now? He said, believe me, amazing. So I'm already planning for 2024, where I might be able to travel to West Africa and experience and explore this and add 
to my 32 African countries that I've traveled and experienced and explored. So those are the main projects that I'm currently working on. African Untold Stories, we have Mozambique who is knocking on our door that they want us to come and replicate what we did with Namibia. We have Angola also just calling us that they want to replicate the same way we did in Namibia. They want to do it on this 2022 in order to produce two untold African stories. That's it's our goal and that's our my initiative for this year. That's beautiful. I hope you're all listening. Joseph, we are going to find ways of supporting you in just a moment after we hear from our friends who are also with us on Clubhouse. We are going to ask you to share with us how we can support you. For now, I want you to just uh, note some of the, the gems that our friends, our brothers and sisters are going to share uh, because they are part of this little village of ours. First, uh, we are going to start with Lavender and then Stella, then go all the way to my brother, Digital Humanitarian. A quick shout out to brother Johnny Nogood, who is an incredible uh, leader and one of the original founders of this show that we are enjoying today. Thank you for being here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give this video a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe. But one thing I've noted that is really important is your comments. You know, if you are watching this show for the first time, just leave a comment there and let us know what you think. It goes a long way. Now, Lavender, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And what are your thoughts in regards to my conversation with Joseph and also today's proverb from Zimbabwe that says, you cannot tell a, a, a hungry child that you gave him food yesterday. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. This is Lavender. I'm speaking from Seattle, Washington. Joseph, it's always great to hear your stories about travel and you have quite an extended knowledge about travel and culture and if anyone is looking for that information, Joseph is very, very resourceful. And um, I know we are having conversations about African untold stories and I can't wait to pick up from where we left off. My thoughts, today's proverb is um, a challenge because uh, the nuggets that Simon shared uh, way heavily keeps me thinking uh, because some of the nuggets talk about letting go and um, you also mentioned uh, working hard, keep striving on uh, what you're doing and also you can't blame other people for your misfortunes. And then again, the Proverbs talks about you cannot tell a child that you gave him food yesterday. From um, my perspective is that we need to learn how to uh, be self-resourceful and 
um, from the help, you can always, um, you can never depend on other people fully and you're not entitled to other people holding your hand or helping you are resourceful and as long as we are able to put our best foot forward you'll find that we figure it out along the way you find that in many cases when uh, most successful stories, you'll find that a lot of these people are self-taught. Most of these people learn as they go. And you'll find that as you're willing to learn and grow, you'll find that there are people coming to support you. You'll find that there are people willing to um, invest in you. Thank you so much, Simon. You're welcome, uh, Lavender. I, I, I love that. I love that. And uh, Joseph is going to respond uh, in a moment after we hear from everyone. Uh, let's hear from you, Stella. How are you? Where are you joining us from? And in which part of the, the world are you joining us from? Thank you again for your continued support. Hi, Simon. Hello, everyone. This is Stella from Kenya, and um, I'm glad I'm here today. Uh, hi, Joseph. I'm happy that you came on the show today, and um, I want to agree with you about what you're saying, that this proverb is speaking the truth, and like nothing but the truth, because uh, the experience I've had with the, with the hungry child is that especially the very young ones who have just been born. They'll always cry when they're hungry or they're wet, they need to be changed or they're sleepy. And they cry a lot, especially when they are hungry. So uh, you can just imagine telling a hungry child that they can't eat now because they ate yesterday. It's just hard. And another experience I've had with my own child, my last born child, is that when he's hungry, he just cries literally, he cries and cries until you give him food. So I've always wondered what would happen if you didn't have the food, but we thank God. So uh, today's proverb is really special and uh, it speaks the truth, just like you said. Otherwise, thank you, and I'm done speaking. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Stella. I, I appreciate you uh, for everything, you know, that you're doing to make this show possible. Lavender, thank you. And Stephen is also part of our team, is uh, leading uh, a lot of the work that we do in Kenya, especially with Trees and Medicine, which is an initiative where we are doing a lot of great work when it comes to environmental conservation. One day we should have Stephen as a guest because during this show, he only has like, you know, a few minutes to talk. Anyhow, Steve, share with us where you are, uh, uh, your thoughts on the conversation with Joseph and also your perspective on the proverb briefly. Greetings, everyone. Uh, I believe it's still a new year and uh, I wish Happy New Year to those who 
uh, were not here yesterday. Uh, I'm Steven, joining from Kisumu, Kenya, and I'm happy to be a part of this session today. Uh, thank you, Joseph, for uh, the many good uh, stories you've shared and uh, your thoughts about today's proverb. Uh, when you are talking about uh, the long trip with the train, uh, just struck me because uh, earlier today I was also talking about taking a, a ride to Nairobi by train. Uh, uh, the railway, standard railway, standard gauge railway in Kenya was just launched and it's now getting to Kisumu as from last year. And I've been really looking forward to taking that trip since I took one last many years back when I was in primary school. Uh, about today's topic is it's, it's uh, telling the truth like uh, Joseph and Stella mentioned. And uh, what uh, I like with this topic, it reminds us about a lot and it also uh, opens our eyes in many different ways. When uh, a child looks up to us, a child will always perceive us like we are capable of meeting their expectation, be it providing food, protecting them, and meeting their basic necessities. So uh, you cannot tell a hungry child that you gave him food yesterday will be like you are telling that child that you do not have the right to us because it, we are like their gods. We are like uh, the kids, they're seeing everything they want in us. And uh, if a child comes and walks up to you and tells you that I need this and that, even if you're not in a position to answer some of the kids' questions, they'll always be expecting you to have a solution to their problems. So uh, this proverb, to me, it's just like, a reminder to me and an eye-opener to me to always be ahead of my game, to always plan ahead and not wait for the shortcomings. Because as a father, it's my responsibility and duty to provide. And uh, there is no excuse for that until my child is at the age where he can fend for himself. But remembering with my mom, I'm always my mama's child, irrespective of how old I am. So thank you again for having me, Simon. That was my moment. Excellent, Steve. Uh, Joseph, whatever you did, you look so good right now on camera, by the way. Uh, I want to go on to Cubs. Cubs, how are you? Thank you again for the phone call yesterday. Uh, I'm still really, uh, you know, uh, just grateful, just grateful. Share with us your perspective on this conversation and also on the proverb. Yeah, thank you so much. Great conversation. Yes, yesterday. And um, uh, I, I feel like everybody has said what needs to be said. I guess what I can just say is that, um, you know, what's gone is gone. It's the past. So we have to live in the future. The life is for the living, um, you know, to the topic of the room. Um, once you have eaten it, it's done. You have to create the new thing for tomorrow. Just a little bit of what uh, Stephen says. And I mean that in every sense, whether it's physical food, whether it's uh, creating things that work, whether it's mentally uh, generating ideas that are going to generate for yourself and the next generations. 
you always have to keep creating. Um, To what uh, Joseph is doing, uh, it's quite fascinating and quite interesting. I really have to applaud you for doing uh, the documentary uh, that you're doing, the film, telling the stories. Um, I've always been, I'm really looking forward to, I guess, watching uh, you know, about the Himba people and their traditions and what they have to say about the changes that have occurred in, in the world um, and how modernization has impacted them, the experience of feeling enslaved by modernization, because there's so much of a push around the story of capitalism and all that. So this is really uh, a new, not a new, but I'm, I'm really excited to hear the unheard people and they my voice and the opportunity to be to be heard and to be seen. Um, and, and these are the kind of things I think I wish we could be teaching a lot more in the school systems. I've never heard of the Himba people of Namibia. You know, I've le- read a little bit about the Herrera and the horrific things that the, the Germans did to them during, you know, the colonization period. Um, <clears throat> but this this is exciting. So thank you for the work you're doing. I cannot wait to find the links and to get on and learn more. And thank you for the audience, Simon. Thank you for the room. Excellent. Thank you, Cubs. I deeply appreciate you. Uh, Brother Ath, how are you? Uh, where are you joining us from? And what are your own perspectives on this conversation as well as the proverb? Peace and love, family. This is Brother Ath. I'm uh, calling out of the North Carolina Territory. Greetings to the village, you know, always. Uh, bring forth the knowledge of the ancestors and um what i say about the conversation uh, and a few things that the brother said that was a uh, very powerful was that um uh, I, I can't you i don't know if i got the exact terminology to use but um cultural diversity is very important just like god created each individual person different with different talents or different things to bring forth in the world. It's the same way with different animals and, you know, certain animals being extinct and future generations not getting the opportunity to experience that. That's the same thing with different cultures when you let them go extinct. And that's very uh, important and powerful that uh, he's seeking to preserve culture because, you know, we understand what colonization does. Um, also, uh, another uh, what I say to the proverb, and I think uh, Stephen was saying what I uh, mainly thought about that is, you know, uh, when I read that, you can't cannot tell a hungry child that you gave him food yesterday. It, I mean, to what I look at it is saying, you know, you can't solve some problems with just talking. Some things, you know, you have to bring forth action. And it's the, the saying, you know, you give a man uh, food for a day, you give him fish, he have food for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, he have food forever. I also look at that as uh, just dealing with the symptoms, but not necessarily going to the root of the problem. You know, to, to be able to go to the root of the problem, to be able for the child to be able to have resources or access to food to prevent them from being hungry again. But if you just keep getting them food, sooner or later they're going to be back in the same boat. 
And uh, I'll park my plane right there. Peace and love, family. Brother Peace and love to you, brother Arthur. I deeply appreciate you as well. Let's hear from my brother, Digital Humanitarian. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I'm so happy that you're here. Share with us your thoughts on this conversation and also this Zimbabwean proverb. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks so much, Simon. Uh, happy New Year, man. It's been a minute. How have you been, man? Doing great, man. Uh, Doing great. Feeling great. Yeah, this proverb is, is it, to me, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's actually calling on uh, for me the child is it's 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 a uh, it's a proverb and, and the food here is a is a proverb also i think that the proverb it, it it actually teaches us to own up to our to our mistakes you know if you're a parent and you tell your child that uh, i mean if you're if you're a parent and you tell your, your own child who is hungry that you gave him food yesterday it means that you're an adult who doesn't own up to his mistakes and, and you find that most men don't own up to their mistakes most men tend to blame other people, they tend to blame their wives, they tend to blame their parents, they tend to blame their friends, instead of owning up to the blame. So for me, I think the proverb is telling us to own up on on, on, on our mistakes and learn from our mistakes. And um, if you're a man who owns up to the mistakes, it means uh, uh, you're a man of depth. And for me here, the, the food is very, very deep. I don't, I don't think they're talking about the food here. I don't think they're talking about the child here. They're, they're talking about us adults who don't own up to our mistakes. About, about us adults who keep blaming the government, about us adults who don't want to take action, about us adults who don't want, who wait for neighbors to actually act, you know. And for, and for me, it's, 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 it's something which, uh, it's, a, it's a clarion call of telling us to take action, not wait for people, not wait for, uh, as in, um, to, to, to only own up to your own mistakes and, 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 and find solutions to your own mistakes because nobody's actually going to come and take care of your child. So for me, I think the, the, the problem is it's very, very heavy. Uh, telling us that, hey, you guys be an adult, own up to your mistakes, suck it up, and 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 it hits to to most men because most men shift blame and like, hey, it's not me, it's not, it's my wife, it's my mother, it's my, it's it's about owning up to your mistakes, and and when you own up to your mistake, you you find purpose in yourself, you and you find depth. Um, on talking about Joseph, I think uh, what he's doing is uh, it's, it's very very amazing, and I think as Africans we need, we need to tell our stories more. Because uh, what Joseph is doing, I think, should be done by each and every African, where each one of us documents our journey. We don't need to go to Namibia to do the Humba or the uh, or the Omo tribe. We can start with our own, like what we are doing, uh, Simon, in uh, with, with Steve in uh, and Stella in Kericho. I mean, in Kisumu, you know. So I think it's it's it, what Joseph is doing is a is 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 a lesson to all of us that we can start in a small way, uh, where we can tell our stories just from our villages, from our towns. We don't need to wait for uh, a caravan from Namibia or South Africa or Uganda to come through Kenya. We can start in our own where we talk about our cultures, our food, uh, and 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 the digital space is a space where we can always use to change conversations, to set narratives, and to debunk misinformation. Because if we don't tell our stories, Simon, our sons' sons will actually blame us. They're like, you guys were the early adopters of Clubos. You guys were the early adopters of YouTube. You guys were the early adopters of of the smartphones. What what did you do with your time? Did you why did you tell your story? So. What Joseph is doing should be an action call for every African, whenever they are, whether they are in, in the diaspora. And, and Simon, you are a big example. You are an African in the diaspora, but you're still talking about African roots. And that's, that's, that should be our identity whenever we go. Even if you're home or in the diaspora, you should always be telling our stories and amplifying stories of fellow Africans. That, that's my, my take, Simon. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. I, I deeply appreciate you. And for those who don't know, Digital Humanitarian is actually 
uh, an award winning you know journalist he's a, an activist but he's also uh, you know a presidential award winner he's someone who has been rec- uh, recognized by the Kenyan president for a lot of the work that he's doing uh, in our community especially in Kenya he's like a first responder whenever a major incident happens in the in the country he's amongst the first people to show up and document it so thank you for being here hey jay uh, thank you also for being here what are your thoughts on the proverb and this conversation so far um good morning everyone this is jay speaking coming out of seattle and digital you made some really good points um concerning the proverb I'm taking it literally, and then I'm also taking it figuratively, like uh, you digital. Um, what I was thinking is that what you learned yesterday doesn't necessarily apply today, uh, particularly when it comes to technology, that what you learned yesterday um, is obsolete, and you have to stay hungry, just always learning and reading and growing. And just like you need to feed your bodies daily, um, you also need to feed your not mind with knowledge and wisdom every day, constantly wanting to learn and to hunger and thirst after righteousness. So I, I don't want to get into politics. So I'm just going to say this journally, <laughs> that a, a lot of our political leaders are starving morally morally hungry and they don't even know it and so our minds need to be fed um every day and this is jay and i'm finished speaking on this proverb excellent thank you again jay i I deeply appreciate your support uh let's hear from you jermaine how are you doing where are you joining us from and uh what are your thoughts on this conversation and the proverb Greetings, Simon. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, greetings, everyone. This is Jermaine from Jamaica. I've been listening and trying to grasp what, um, you know, the proverb is saying. Um, Could you kindly repeat it, Simon? Yes, yes, I'm happy to repeat it. It says that you cannot tell a hungry child that you gave him food yesterday. Well, that's a good one. And it is true. Um, I don't know if the child, you know, for this week, you've been having a lot of proverbs on children, you know, um, and I guess that is not coincidental. Yeah, it's, it's intentional. The whole of January, we are are going to have more, uh, like the whole month. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So for me, you know, it is saying that, you know, (laughs) Boy, you know, you have to know your responsibility, um, you know, as it pertains to children, you know, and growing your child, you should have, you know, certain security in place because children, as you say, you can't tell them that, you know, there is no food, you know, because they don't really understand, you know, the meaning that there, you know, is no food, you know. You know, they're expected food. So I don't know. But for me, you know, it, it's telling me that I should always be prepared. You know, we don't know what tomorrow will bring. But, you know, there are certain things that you're going to need tomorrow. Once you're alive, you're going to need shelter. You're going to need food. You're going to need water. You know, you're going to need clothes. So there are some basic needs 
that you know tomorrow um you know we should have them you know in preparing for tomorrow you know so that's just my thought simon and thanks again for the opportunity to speak you're most welcome thank you again uh, i always feel you know really complete when we hear from you in jamaica in the caribbean and then we hear from our brothers and sisters here in the in the us and then we go back to africa you know we just cover the entire world in a way and uh, that's really for me that's really fulfilling now back to you my brother joseph uh, kafunda who is our special guest today if you're just hearing from joseph for the first time he's really uh, you know uh, an incredible tourism guide is he, he, he organizes uh, tours in uh, namibia but he's uh, he's traveled to over 30 countries around africa and he's a filmmaker he shared all these stories earlier so if you're just joining you should listen to the replay if you're on clubhouse and if you're on youtube make sure you you watch this video from the beginning and leave us with your comment and also give this video a thumbs up joseph what is it that you heard from our brothers and sisters that uh, you want to speak to and then after that share with us how we can stay connected with you and how we can support the amazing work that you're doing joseph joseph you're muted at the moment so if you can unmute then we can hear your, your wonderful voice <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> one always forget, you know, that button. No, like I said, we as African, we are philosophers. And sometimes we speak in riddles. And hearing from everybody who just contributed now, you can see that the message is loud and clear. Let's join force. Let's collaborate in order to speak one voice, one message, one volume. so that we can be able to assist wherever we can be able to assist you know it's charity doesn't begin anywhere else but it's begin at home you know during covid-19 i'm just going to share this one quickly uh, as a community leader in wabish bay we started a soup kitchen and uh, that soup kitchen is just to assist the people in the slum and i initiated the project through the assistance of everybody in in the town it went beyond uh, imagination So this is what the proverbs for me it's speaking about. It 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 must not just be because it's happening or because it's in Zimbabwe we all of us in Africa we should be able to fold our hands. No. We should look at how can we be able to assist this ply that has been transformed into a proverbs. And everybody as they are speaking they are speaking on how can we be able to raise our volume so that the leaders or the people out there can be able to hear us my soup kitchen is still continuing until today we have an sponsorship for 5 years even although i'm not there but it's an initiative that i've created same way you have created this initiative for all of us so that we can continue so let's us uh, all of us hold hands and learn from these proverbs that zimbabwe is in need of our help no matter what we believe in but let's change our narrative like everybody has contributed to it's to change our way of thinking that we can be able to assist each others and support one another through projects through initiative and creating partnerships africa 
it's in a continent full of surprises. You might not know where your feet is going to be tomorrow or where you're going to be landing. I might be in Kenya in June. Am I, I be in Uganda by July? Am I be in South Africa by November? But who am I going to meet there? Another brothers and another sisters that I didn't know, but I met through here. And we can connect and share an idea on how we can build a better Africa for tomorrow. So my arms are welcome to everybody that you can join the initiative in Zimbabwe and support the Zimbabwean people so that tomorrow they must not tell that child that you have eaten yesterday but they can be able to provide food for everyone and for every child. I thank you. Excellent. And uh, just coming back to Simon, sorry. Go ahead, Simon, sorry. I want you to share with us how we can support you and how we can stay connected with you. Uh, I'm a very simple person, and uh, my name is stated Joseph Kafunda. You can find me on all social medias, on all platforms. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on LinkedIn, and we have also a website which is called www.untoldafricanstory.com. As, as I spoke about African Untold Story, we are knocking, a lot of countries are knocking on our doors, and we have also uh, an initiative that we have put in, it's a crowdfunding. A crowdfunding, it's just a way of raising a few uh, dollars, few uh, monies that we go back and then we, in, through our initiative, we can plant trees, we can build school with, we can be able to contribute a little contribution to the community that we are filming with. So as we speak now, in Namibia, we are going to donate 10 goats next week from the money that, or the funds that we got from the European Commission. We got about, uh, it was about 600 US dollars. So we are buying goats for that uh, community. And we are not taking any money, we are not pocketing any money, but we own the content. So more content, more we have, we know one day we will get the rewards. So as the contribution through crowdfunding, we are just giving it back to the community and making sure that the community can also be able to benefit. So the 10 goats that we're going to give, it's going to be to the Sun community for now. And then we're going to try to raise more funds through the crowdfunding again, where we can be able to get goats for the Himbas, and then after that, we'll get goats for the Ovambo people. So you can support us through the crowdfunding, and uh, I will be able to share the link with Brother Simon and everybody that they can be able to um, assist in uh, raising enough funds so that we can be able to support our community. And we plan to plant, we plan to plant more tree this year during the environmental days through our untold African story as well. So we plan also to buy those trees so that we can go to those community and try to educate them to become sustainable because we believe that sustainable environment, it assists also the community in order to continue their growth and assist them in order to create a beneficial environment that they can be able to live for the next 100 years. So those are the two initiatives that we are initiating through our crowdfunding. I thank you. Excellent. Thank you, my brother Joseph, for making the time. There's another leader that just joined us in the clubhouse room. Mo, Mo I want to give you space to just say hi. Uh, we've been here. I, I think you're very familiar with this, uh, you know, room and this uh, Daily African Proverbs show that we've been doing for over two years now. And uh, today we have a guest from Namibia, Joseph Kafunda. And he was just wrapping up uh, and sharing how we can stay connected with him. So I want to recognize you and just give you a moment to say hello to everyone.
Hello, Simon. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, Joseph, thank you for joining us on Clubhouse. I'm very interested in the initiative that you have running. And I would like to sit down with you, Simon, and my team to see how we can align some corporate sponsorships in reference to what you're doing to expand the initiatives, not only to Uganda, but to other countries. And it's just a matter of putting together a proposal and pitching to the right people. So I'm interested in meeting with you. I'll, I'll get my information to Simon and Simon can pass it on. Thank you very much, Simon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Mo. Mo does incredible rooms that bring together, uh, you know, African entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, uh, company owners and people who are doing amazing work in the diaspora. Uh, so is is someone who is important to follow if you are on Clubhouse. Now, as we are coming to the end of our time together today, uh, I really want to thank you, Joseph. I know that you are in the middle of nowhere, but you carved out time to join us today. And uh, it took us months to pin you down so that we can have this conversation with you. You always love creating space for people. And I feel like more people need to create more space for you in order for you to keep sharing this amazing story. So today has been special and I thank you so much. And also to everyone who joined us on Clubhouse, on YouTube, you all mean a lot uh, to, to me. Without you, this uh, show cannot happen. So I just want you to know that we will be here again next week. Uh, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time uh, is, is when we are here. We will have incredible guests joining us here as well. So with that, we've come to the tail end of our conversation. And I wish you all a beautiful first weekend of 2023. Peace and love. African father in America. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. Tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. Africa, tujikaze, tujikaze, jikaze. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.